Hi, I'm Spencer. And I'm Blake. And, and you're, you're about, about to, to Get, get jumped. jumped. Welcome to episode 41 of Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, a weekly podcast where we watch the anime so you don't have to. But you should still totally watch the anime. This week on Get Jumped, we're watching Hunter x Hunter with Gon returning to Whale Island. It's an island where everyone talks like these. It's whales. This did not it's go whales. in the direction I expected. It's whales. It's whales. How whales talk. It's how whales talk. Get us out of this. Get us out of this. Let's jump in. <laughs> Hey everybody, that was the dumbest opening I've done yet. <laughs> yeah, that one, uh, it's not necessarily the worst, but it is the stupidest. <laughs> Look, I never said they were going to be good. In fact, I've I've said often that I'm not the best at doing these openings, so you can't expect very much from me. Yeah, honestly, that's really on both of us for having this idea of you doing an opening every week. Oh god, <laughs> what have we done? Anyways. What am I doing with my life? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, hey everybody. Um, Hi. So, so we're getting uh, closer and closer um, to the very last episode of Cowboy Bebop. Uh, it's next week, you guys. Yeah. Um, so uh, we've had a couple of people write in. Uh, we've had a couple of people talk to me in person, which is sweet. Um, and I've also heard texting things. Um, one of the people is, su- is suggesting uh, Fully Cooly. I, I tend to be on board with that, um, but we've gotten a couple of people giving like a big breakdown of them. I saw one person write in One Piece, and I was like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that Hulu's taking One Piece down. So this is important. I don't know if I've talked about this too much on the podcast, but just to reiterate, if you vote for something that's not on a streaming service, it is not going to get as much weight as something that is on a streaming service. So Mm. keep that in mind when you're voting. Uh, That doesn't mean don't vote for things, but uh, if it's not able to be streamed, it's not going to be as accessible, which is going to make it a lot harder for us to cover it long term. So um, to that end, I think that Hulu took one piece down right after I was getting back into it. The sons of bitches. So yeah. uh, Yeah. Also one piece. God in, with Hunter x Hunter and Naruto, we basically just have like one open slot, which is currently filled with JoJo's. That would be a lot. <laughs> Ooh, that would be a lot. We would, we would only be doing these shows forever and ever. It would and be. Ever. I mean, it would be actually years. So there is. I don't think it's Hunter x Hunter is the first one of of the two that we're covering right now. Of those three, if we were to cover One Piece, that we would finish, and it's not going to be this year. Yeah, for real. Anyways, um, we're going to go ahead and jump in unless Blink has some uh, some other news. I don't really have very much this week. No, I, I, just, I did uh, get to a point in my planning documentation where there's a big blank space for what follows Cowboy Bebop. So vote sooner rather than later. We don't finish it until next week's episode, but I need to start planning pretty soon. So I don't want to rush you guys, but um, I did mention in uh, previous episode that we plan these a couple of weeks out. So um, if you're uh, if you're going to get those votes in, it needs to be pretty quickly. Um, probably two weeks out or so from the Cowboy Bebop final episode, we're going to have made a selection. So you don't have until one week prior. 
you have until two weeks prior at the latest. So uh, if you have something you would like to vote for, vote now and vote often and uh, help us choose. Yeah, cool. So without uh, further ado, previously on Hunter x Hunter. We have uh, Gon, who is our main character. He's a plucky, young, 12-year-old boy. He is uh, very optimistic and determined and is generally one of the most likable characters on any of the series we cover. Um, he has a best friend named Killua, who's a little bit more of the strong, silent type, but is also a 12-year-old boy. Um, they are in a world where there's this thing called Hunters, which is basically a title you can get that opens a lot of doors for you. And um, it has to be earned through a very grueling and life-threatening examination, which Gon has passed. Killua kind of failed by default, basically. So they're at essentially the same level, um, even though Gon is a hunter and Killua is not. Um, they are now in Hunt, uh, Heaven's Arena, which is a giant skyscraper made for um, fighting competitions. Um, they have met this guy named Wing and his protege named Zushi. The uh, teacher, Wing, has been teaching them about this ability called Nen, which is basically this world's magic system, and is going to allow their fights to be more interesting. Uh, yeah. There's also a guy named Hisoka, and Hisoka is a creepy clown, a little bit like the new It movie, but um, a lot more uh, pedophilically homoerotic in ways that are... at peak discomfort in this coverage. Um, Hisoka has been around basically since the beginning of the show, and during the Hunter exam, he took an interest in Gon because of Gon's potential. Gon uh, was supposed to get a badge from Hisoka during a challenge. Um, Hisoka basically gave it to him, which made Gon really um, angry because of his pride, um, Hisoka made a deal with <laughs> Gon that he could give the badge back to him if uh, Gon was able to punch him. Um, in the past, they've run into Hisoka at Heaven's Arena, but Hisoka said that they weren't ready to face him. Recently, Hisoka said that they were ready to face him, and Gon is about to set a date to fight him, and that's where we pick up. Okay, so uh, we are going to go ahead and jump in with episode 35, The X True X Pass. <laughs> I always forget that you say the X's out loud until we get there. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to cover this because this is more my wheelhouse. So there, we're learning about Nen, and there's different... Ver like, Nen has like different techniques that you can use, but it turns out that once you get good with Nen, you start to sort of find your your zone and like how your personal Nen is going to manifest itself. There are six different types of people. So there's enhancers who make themselves stronger with Nen emitters who emit it transmuters who are able to change the quality of Nen um, conjurers who are able to generate things with Nen manipulators who are able to uh, affect or manipulate things with Nen. And then there's specialists who are basically people who don't fall into any of those qual uh, categories. Um, yeah. In addition, you can put each of these um, types of Nen user at different points on the hexagon. So if you draw a hexagon and you put an enhancer there, it's going to be at the top. A specialist is going to be at the bottom. And basically, the things that are at the points closest to enhancer are things that an enhancer type would be good at. So basically, if I'm an enhancer, 
then I'm going to be really good at techniques that um, use Nen to enhance myself. Um, I'll be decently good at the things that are um, the types on either side of me. I'll be kind of bad at the ones that are on either side of those, and I'll be particularly bad at the one that's across the hexagon from me. Um, and there's a little bit of a discussion about characters that we've seen who have either used their strengths based off of the type of Nen user that they are, or who have been sort of um, shooting themselves in the foot by doing a different type of Nen than what they're specialized to. Um, this also is a hard magic system um, with a little bit of softness to it. Um, and what I mean by that is, so there are soft and hard magic systems. Soft is one that has uh, very ill-defined rules. So that's going to be like Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, things where magic happens and maybe has a couple of rules that you might know, but they're always a little ill-defined. Hard magic systems are things like Full Metal Alchemist or Avatar The Last Airbender, where there are very specific and exact rules and things have to work a, a specific way, and they always work that way. Um, there is a really good series of videos on this on YouTube, so if you're curious to watch more examples and learn more in-depth details about hard and soft magic systems, check out Hello Future Me. That is the YouTube channel. Um, you can find that by typing in hard magic system or soft magic system to find the videos for that corresponding system. <sighs> yeah. That was a lot of explanation. I know. Anyway, check out those YouTube videos. They're very, very good. So, Anyways, let's go ahead and get into what is actually happening inside of the show, um, which is uh, Wing is doing a quick test on Gon and Kilowatt to figure out what kind of Nin user they are. Um, ironically, I just watched the episode of Naruto where he finds out that he's like, uh, he has like the wind Power or whatever. Wait, are, and he, are like, you watching it. Ship It In in your off time? Dude, I watch anime at all times. Dude. Sometimes I watch Ship It In. <laughs> I don't know how you have the time for that. The only thing I watch during the week in my free time is our show. I don't have time for anything else. I'm going to throw it out there that Blake's free time is all the time because he doesn't have a job. So. <laughs> Well, the only free time that I have that I can devote to watching TV is that. What are you doing on your... Uh, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> Anyways. Um, let's... I want to talk about that Naruto episode because it's really good. Well, I mean, and we'll get there eventually. Get to it ever. No way. No so, way we get there. Basically, what is interesting... Because I, I actually do mention the Naruto episode in my notes because... Um, this is really similar, and I'm kind of wondering if it's maybe a, a trope of Japanese culture rather than a coincidence. Um, yeah. Because in Hunter x Hunter, what they do to figure out what type of Nen user, which which of the six points do they fall on, is you fill up a glass with water, set a leaf on top of that water so that it's floating there kind of in the middle... And then you um, you push out your Nen energy into the water, and based on what type of affinity you have, something will happen to the leaf. Um, in Naruto, they do almost the same thing. Instead of having a glass of water, they just set the leaf in their hand, but they pour their chakra into it, and based on whatever happens to the leaf, that tells them what type of element they have, which is similar but different. It's a little bit broader in Naruto and uh, a little less restrictive. 
I will say that, like, those episodes of Shippuden, I think, came out after this Hunter x Hunter thing, so it might just be ripping off. That's totally possible. Another thing that I noticed watching those Shippuden episodes originally, which was, like, I don't know, 10 years ago, but the... um, that test seems a little dubious because it's weird to think that they've never accidentally been around leaves while expelling chakra just in their day-to-day <laughs> lives. And like, if you're a fire type, the leaves catch on fire. So that's like dangerous. It, it's at least a little bit more specific in the Hunter X Hunter world where you have to set it up with this whole like water in a glass and then there's a leaf there and then you have to pour your, your energy into it. So one, uh, one of my favorite things to think about, though, is that like uh, an example of them not not actually dealing with their actual chakra lighting things on fire is in Naruto. But a really good example of like fucking uh fire type people having like some magic user and it does like bad things just in their lives is avatar the last airbender because like there is an episode in like one of the i think it's the first season of avatar where he is learning how to use the element of fire and he burns someone and it's like it like breaks his heart to know that he's like this is a part of me and i've hurt someone and i'll never do it again yeah, and it's, it's like, great. Avatar's so good. That, that is like a much better representation of like fire energy stuff than than I don't know. It's Naruto has a lot of things that are really just like rule of cool, and they have a lot of things that are just like, nah, this seems like you didn't think this out, and you're just yeah. gonna like kind of write it off, like yeah. wave this away. I think Avatar does a better job of working its magic system into the plot, whereas Naruto, it's oh. like it has a plot and then it will break the plot for some fights that involve the magic system and they really don't touch. Yeah. And really when you, when you get into different things inside of like anime, um, really, really good anime, um, will have the ability to like break you with things that it does. And some anime is just like, it's only cool to be cool. Uh, an example of this—it's only is that cool never... to be cool. <laughs> uh, a good example of this is, uh, is Bleach. Bleach has so many things that are just super, super cool inside of them, but they don't they don't tie enough with these people to make you really feel for them or get really upset when things happen to them. Whereas no. Avatar The Last Airbender, there is an episode uh, where they talk about, uh, like, Uncle's past, and it is heart-wrenching. Oh, yeah. And it's, and like, it's just like, Bleach this is, is PG. so cool that you don't even care because of how cool it is. And Avatar will destroy you, and it's a children's show. Oh yeah, it's 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 a it's a great great show. Anyways, yeah. um, so we find out a couple of different things about these characters, uh, who they are, and what their abilities are for Nen. Um, we figure out Gon is an enhancer. Um, I like that you wrote down off-brand Krillin. Zushi. Yeah, his name's Zushi, but he's Krillin. It's yeah, it's the same shit. He's the guy who's not nearly as good. Yeah, he's a manipulator. Killua is a transmuter. Also, um, this we don't give a fuck who Zushi is because he's never going to use it again and he's going to be written out in the next episode. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. You'll Bye. never remember him. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, so there's uh, there's some training sequences. Wing goes through this a little bit. Um, the big things that you find out um, in this last moment is, uh, number one, there is the other hunter exam, which is learning how to use Nin. Wing explains that. And also Zushi is bound to fail at all times, which he does. And they sort of pat yeah. him on the back. 
It's also unclear, like, Killua and Gon are learning this because they're in this together, but Gon also has passed the Hunter exam and is unwittingly taking the final step of the Hunter exam. Killua's just along for the ride, and he's just learning this early, which has been established some characters in the Hunter exam did know how to use Nen. Hisoka was one, Killua's older brother was another. Um, mm. And then Zushi, it's unclear, but he doesn't seem like the kind of person who has taken the Hunter exam, or even might take the Hunter exam. Uh, yeah. I'm not really so... sure how he came into this. He just is there. <laughs> yeah, Wing uh, found a baby on a... Uh... <laughs> And, uh, <laughs> I shall teach you Nen. <laughs> he did like a Harry Potter Dumbledore dropping you off on the doorstep, but reverse where he took the baby and was like, I got something to do with this kid. <laughs> Anyways, um, the next <laughs> thing that happens is gone is going to fight against Ahsoka. Uh, you're going to see some things in this episode uh, that are not uh, great. Ahsoka gets uh, gross. Yeah. Uh, he gets we, super we need to talk about Ahsoka for a second. So uh, we have stopped to discuss Hisoka before. Um, I'm going to do a quick recap. Hisoka sometimes speaks and behaves in ways that are uh, very... Uh, I'm not going to say explicitly because it gets explicit here. So they are one step away from explicitly sexual. Like He talks as mm-hmm. though he's turned on. He sort of squirms as though he's turned on, it's really unsettling. And it's particularly unsettling because it, in our experience of the show, it's always directed at Gone. Yes. We've talked before about how it feels pedophilic and it makes you uncomfortable for that way. Um, I think we've talked before about how it kind of gets away with it by not being actually pedophilic. What Hisoka is turned on by is not the fact that Gon is a child. It's the fact that he has a lot of potential as a fighter. And Hisoka doesn't want to fuck Gon. He just is turned on. Yeah, it's creepy. It's weird and it's uncomfortable. Unfortunately, in this episode, it becomes particularly explicit when he gets a visible boner on screen and the sound effect is schwing, which is the universal sound effect for getting a boner. It's it's just it's it's one of those things that I like. I, I wish I could just hit like the fast forward button on every yeah. time I know it's about to come. And I'm just like, oh, don't I, say it's I, about I, to come. <laughs> gross. Don't say that. Um, anyways, I'm jumping ahead. I pressed the uh, fast forward 10 second button on Hulu. That's okay. It's um, going to come back in a really unsettlingly long sequence during the next episode. So suck it. Anyways. Don't suck it. So, Don't suck it. <laughs> so anyways, there's a uh, a big fight that happens um, in the next couple of like sequence. Um, it's... It's really good animation, you guys. Um, yeah. If you look up, like, best fights in Hunter x Hunter, this will usually be it's on it. probably going to be one of um, them. You might also be able yeah. to find Gone versus Hisoka. So mm-hmm. at the end of this episode, we're going to be moving into 36. The episode ends with Gone getting a good hit. And the way that he does it is real sweet. He, um, he basically, they trade a couple of blows really quickly and then Gon does what is a quickly turning into his signature move in Heaven's Arena, which is he snags a 
piece of one of the giant stone tiles that makes up the floor of the arena and flips it at Hisoka. But unlike in the past when he's just done this to make his opponent move, he smashes the rock, the, the stone tile into debris and uses this debris as cover to get behind Hisoka and then punches him in the face. And this is the first time he's successfully hit Hisoka and it's a huge deal. He is awarded a point, and we move into episode 36, where mm-hmm. a really cool moment happens. Yeah. So uh, this next episode is called A Big Debt uh, Big Debt X and X A Small Kick. Um, this episode starts out... Shut up. Um, <laughs> this one uh, starts out with Hisoka um, accepting his badge back now um, because he did uh, get punched by Gon. Um, the next things that are going to happen in this episode, um, they get a little bit creepy just because Gon is determined and... Uh, his Soka gets turned on by that determination. Yeah, and um, there's a sequence where he's like, they're like close up on his body and he's sort of like twisting around and it like gets into sort of like psychedelic colors almost as though he's tripping, mm-hmm. but he's making turned on sexual noises and it is, it's a it's a great sequence to represent what they're representing but what they're representing is really fucking uncomfortable and you don't want to yes. have to sit through it. So it's like, they did this really well. I wish this wasn't happening. <laughs> yes. So the next things that are going to happen, though, are just uh, rule of cool things. Um, yeah, more or I, less. I don't know if- yeah, so, like can I I have a digression written a few bullet points down. I'm going to go into it right now and then we can talk about the fight. Um my digression is that this fight is a really it's a really good example of um using a fight as a dialogue. And they actually talk a lot in this fight and they stop the fight to talk several times in a way that's really good. It's not done like when Naruto does it really poorly. Um it's always moving the story and it's always about the characters and their relationship with one another, but you'll find that the best fight sequences are basically a dialogue it's characters having a conversation with their actions instead of their words um if you want to see a great breakdown of this um style of storytelling there is a video called what makes a fight scene interesting it's by my favorite youtuber super eyepatch wolf so check it out um this fight's a really good example so after they trade badges um hisoka goes into this whole thing about determining which type of Nen user Gon is based on his personality. Um, And he is right. He says that Gon is an enhancer, and that is clear because enhancers tend to be simple and determined. Um, Hisoka's like, I'm a transmuter, which is uh, the type of person who's whimsical, dishonest, and fickle. And Mm. um, you think that this is... It felt a little out of place... And a little Takano Jutsui, but it turns out that Hisoka is secretly setting up a move for later in the fight. Yeah. So during this during this whole sequence, Hisoka has been uh, messing around with his bungee gum, um, uh, and so that's his is... his Nen ability to like stretch his Nen aura out and attach it to people or things, which they mm. will not notice if they don't use. It's called Gyo, which is basically using using your eyes to see Nen, but it doesn't happen naturally. You have to force yourself to do it. 
So if you're not yeah, doing it, you're not paying attention, he can attach shit to you or objects without you noticing. Yes, but he can do this because he's using a different Nin ability that is mixed with his, which uh, is um, his ability to hide um, his ability in, like, plain sight um, or, like, Nin sight. Um, most people can see, like, your little bit of Nin that's around your body, even if you're not focusing very well, um, but he's using, like, a specialty kind of it. Um, yeah. He also, the- um, this is a good example of what a transmuter does. So his bungee gum changes the quality of his nin to be sticky and elastic. And mm-hmm. that is transmuting. You change the quality of nin. And I like that. It's yeah. simple. It's effective. Yeah. So what he's going to do, though, is he's going to um, get a, a piece of the bungee gum attached to Gon's face. Um, and then he is going to start this really, this first punch that he lands on gone is fucking brutal yeah like he pulls he pulls gone in and you see him like wind all the way back and then come down so hard on gone that gone like blacks out for a second like his eyes go like shaded over um and he looks like he is basically down for the count with one hit yeah Um, you think he's knocked out yeah, he he decides that he's going to get up in this fight. One of the things you should realize in this moment is that the person that is watching this fight um, and, like, scoring it as he's going... The referee. He is watching... Yes, the referee is watching very, very closely um, because he's he's very uncomfortable with how, like, how deadly it looks like each one of these hits that yeah, happens on Gone is. This is interesting. The, there are a couple of cutaways to the audience where they complain that the ref is calling too liberally in Hisoka's favor. And I didn't mm-hmm. pick up on that except in one part where he calls a knockdown and Gon disputes it, but the guy keeps the ruling. And then like later on, it turns out that he was explicitly calling it in Hisoka's favor. And I was like, oh, I, I never would have picked up on this if they hadn't said anything. And when they said something, I thought they were being ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, but the reason he was calling it like that is because Ahsoka is so powerful that he could just kill Gon. Yeah. And um, and he was like, I'm calling it like this and keeping it technical because I know that there's a power difference between these two people. Right. It's just, like, insurmountably different. Um, and so uh, Gon gets knocked down and comes back up and decides that if he's going to get a close range attack on Hisoka at all, the only way to do it is allow him to get pulled inside and then just start to wail on Hisoka's face, which he does. Yeah, something but. else I like about the hits <laughs> that Hisoka lands on Gon is that they they sort of wave the camera around and make things come in and out of focus a little bit when you focus on Gon's perspective after he's been hit. So you really feel the hit and the effects of the hit, which is something that, honestly, we don't see enough in media, just in general, not just in anime, but in Western media too. When characters are hit, even when they, they take a hit, it's cool to use the camera to like translate that damage to the audience people don't do that very much this is a great example of it and i wish there was more of that in Mm -hmm. media about people hitting each other and it's really cool and you you feel Um, it as an audience member oh yeah he hits the crap out of gone yeah he does it he does it a couple of times landing a couple of blows on gone after gone is hitting him inside of his face he's obviously not taking very much damage from this gone is like on his last leg but he's so determined to keep fighting um you do realize after this moment there's the knockdown moment where he's he's almost at full points so his soka's about to win by just like technicality um and his soka slams a rock into the side of gone's face yeah he also 
Rick's gone right before he hits him. He's like, you should look oh, over yeah. to the right. And gone, like, casts his gaze to the right and then gets hit from the left. And Hisoka goes, oh, I meant my right. <laughs> Fuck yeah. you, Hisoka. <laughs> yeah, but that last moment is um, the rock is less powerful with the bungee gum than Hisoka's punch. Um, and Hisoka is like, um, I'm not going to fight you anymore. Um, and unless we are outside of this well, Gate arena. He, he is declared the victor he wins he wins by a technical knockout by getting 10 points and then after Mm -hmm. the fight he's like we're not going to fight anymore in heaven's arena and he thinks to himself we're going to fight in the real world where there's no rules and where our lives are going to be on the line yeah um and the uh the last thing that's going to happen in this episode that's that's really of note other than uh uh gone and killawa leaving wing and zushi to go to Whale Island to see Mito is uh, this really cool thing that Gon thinks, which he's watching uh, Hisoka walk away, and he's like, he's far away, he's so far ahead of me, but he's not out of reach. Yeah, and he's I love like, this. I can, I can get to his level if I really try hard. Um, and he realizes in this moment that he's like, there's no way I could beat him right now, but I know that I can get there in the future with the the way that I'm going. Yeah, Gon is such a great character, and this is a perfect example of why. Like, he is just so determined to make it, and it's great. It's it's it is inspiring. Like, he's a great hero. Yeah. So, so let's go ahead and get into episode thirty-seven. Uh, yeah, King we've X got and X Gon. <laughs> this episode and another episode, and we are going to take a hard tonal shift. This is actually the end of an arc, and. Essentially, the Heavens Arena arc ended with the episode we just finished, and then mm-hmm. the next two episodes are Denouma that lead us into the next arc. So let's do it. You have a lot of notes for this next episode, but all I can say about this episode is that, like, really, it's only about like two things, which is Killua and Gon go back to Gon's like house, and they hang around on an island talking about how he's never met his dad. Yeah, I have a lot of notes, but you also have to admit this is far fewer notes than I usually have. So these are these are the major points. Gon arrives at Whale Island and reunites with Mito. There's like Mito's grandmother or something is there too. She doesn't get a name, so fuck her, I guess. Uh, Gon and Killua go check out the island. There's a really nice sequence where. Killua and Gon are kind of bonding, um, and Killua is like, hey, I really admire you because you have these really specific goals, and I really don't know what I want to do with myself, which super hits home with me, because I have no idea what I want to do with myself, but my fiancé has super specific goals, and I kind of, I admire him for it, but I'm also like, man, I wish I knew what I wanted to do. So, yeah. uh um, Gon and Killua talk about how they've never had friends their own age, and they sort of agree to to remain companions. Um, Killua also asks Gon specifically about his mother. Um, so we know his father is a hunter, and like basically abandoned him as a child with Mito on Whale Island. Um, but we don't know anything about his mother, and Gon reveals that um, he's never really asked Mito about his mother. She it was hard for her to talk about um, his father and Gon was uncomfortable asking about it. And he felt like his mother would be even more difficult to ask about. Um, It turns out that Mito lied to him initially when he asked about his parents and said that they had been killed in a car accident. But um, 
the reason that she lied to him was because she was afraid that he would want to be a hunter and go seek out Jing, which is his father's name, which is exactly fucking what he's doing. So that's pretty good on her part. And um, then he's like, you know, I never, I stopped like wanting to know about my mom because Mito, I basically consider her a mother. And it turns out that Mito had been bringing them some food and uh, she overhears this and she's very touched. So it's a nice moment. Yeah. Uh, hmm. da, 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 they she gives him a a box that it's like a <laughs> <laughs> sorry uh, she so gives him a box <laughs> back back at home she has this little it looks like a puzzle box it's made out of these iron um pieces that are are um, held together through some mysterious force she hands it to Gon and she's like hey your father asked me to give this to you when you became a hunter so here it is. Let me tell you everything I know about Jing. So that's his dad's name. They, Mito and Jing were childhood friends, but Jing left one day suddenly to become a hunter and kind of gave a bullshit reason why he wanted to that essentially contained no information. Ten years later, he showed up on the island with Gon, who was a child, and left him there, asked them to take care of him, and that's pretty much it. Uh, so we don't know much about his dad. Um we do know that Mito has David Bowie's haircut. I noticed that in a profile shot. She looks like David Bowie. Um, Thanks for that. That's yeah, really just, important. I thought it was important. So um, yeah. they basically end the episode trying to open the box. Um, they do they try, open the box. Yeah. They, well, they try first. So well, shut up. <laughs> they try first using force to try and bash it open or pry it open. That doesn't work. And then Killa was like, oh, I think I know how to open it. We have to use something that we didn't have before we were hunters. And Gon's like, oh, I could put my hunter's license in here, but where do I put it? And Killa's like, you're an idiot. It's really charming. <laughs> and then um, essentially they what they have to do is to pour their nen into it um, because that's not something they would have had before they became hunters. Immediately the box falls apart and there's a smaller box inside, which Gon does have to insert his hunter's license into. <laughs> That makes it open inside. He of the was box, right in a way. Sort he of. He was right in a way. Yeah. So inside of the box, there's three things. There's a ring. There's a cassette tape and a memory card. Now a cassette tape. It's if you know what a CD is. That's a thing that we use to play music or other. I don't know. You can use CDs for lots of things. Hold on. But, hold on. Hold on, Blake. 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 Uh, let's go. Let's go. Give them a little bit more. Okay. Okay. Like, do you you know what an MP3 is? Right. So, so an MP3, MP3 is a file that plays music. Yeah. So some people used to take MP3s and they would put them onto a uh, a ring a of plastic, a, uh -huh. a disc, as you sort were, of silvery on would, one side. And then you could put whatever you wanted on the other side. Yeah. But that disc would, would hold in, your MP3s. Yeah, and you would you would put that in a uh, they they called it a disc man, and it's it's not actually yeah. a man. No, it's it just an, it's just a it's just something that plays music, uh, and you would carry it around while yeah. you were I don't know like dancing around on on like a skates I guess whatever uh -huh. you were doing while so you were these, on the boardwalk. These discs were called CDs, which stands for compact discs. And they were what came after tapes. Now imagine, imagine if you took that disc and you took like just the silvery side and you took and made that a really long piece of plastic 
and then you wound those pieces of plastic between two other pieces of plastic and then put that inside of a case and then you would have yeah. a cassette. It's and like a VHS you... tape, which we discussed extensively on episode 25, The Sickening. <laughs> so if you'd like to know a little bit more specifically, it's like a tiny VHS tape, but for music instead of movies. Oh my god. So... I've never I've never had such a hard time explaining what's, what something yeah. is. To be fair, most of our listeners probably know, and... Even those that don't probably watched the episodes, they got a good idea of it. But that was harder than I expected. It's like trying to to explain love to someone as though they don't know what it is. It's really hard to do. Anyways, um, there is the next episode, which is uh, Reply X from X Dad. Um, this episode, we are going to mostly be listening to uh, Jing's tape uh, to Gone, um, where he talks about his life and who he is. Uh, there is Barely. truly, there's, well, I mean, like, that's the big thing that really happens in this episode. Oh, there's shit. essentially no information on here. So basically they play this tape and Jing is like, Hey, you're my kid. I guess you're a hunter now. Do you want to know where I am? And then he like waits and then he's like, I want to know if you like really want to know where I am. And he like does this like three times and it's basically like, I'm going to tell you where I am. So that we can meet, but only if you really want it. And then he'll, like, pause. And then he finally is like, you know what? I'm not going to tell you where I am. <laughs> yeah. Like, he, and it's kind of interesting because he's like, I don't want to see you because I failed as a parent and I don't know how I would face you. Which is yeah, understandable. There also got, There is kind of, like, some cool things where you're like, oh, Jing reminds me of Gon, or Gon reminds me of Jing, where he's, like, riding around on a giant, like, animal. Uh, one of them is, like, a big dinosaur. <laughs> one of uh, them is, a, is, you actually see it in the original outro credits for the first, yeah. like, the first outro credits. It's the big flying dragon that you see in the distance. That is what Jing is riding on. Well, that's what Jing, what Jing is riding on is riding on that dragon. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of ridiculous. Yeah, he's um, layered. Anyways. He doesn't want to fly like normal. He's got to layer it. <laughs> so the next thing that happens in uh, in this episode is uh, Gon does not want to listen to the rest of the tape because he's about to talk about who his mother is. Um, yeah. And he has already expressed on the previous episode that he's like, Mito's my mother. I'll listen to this some other time if I decide that I really want to know. Um, Jing, however, Just has kidding. decided to put a uh, uh, kind of like in 10 seconds this tape will self-destruct sort of thing. Yeah, it's very um, Mission Impossible. Yeah, so it, it starts to uh, rewind itself with like a Nin bond around itself. They try to like stop it uh, like normal people do. And then like like Killua does, which he just throws it against the wall and starts punching it as hard as well, he can. Well, he punches it um, against the wall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then, as soon as the tape hits to the very start, it starts to record over itself so nobody else can hear it. Um, yeah. Again, this is this a is thing that you can do with tapes and VHSs. <laughs> we went the same direction. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so they're like, okay, well, the tape is a. We got not very much information off of it. Essentially, Jing is uncomfortable about seeing me, and if I want to see him, I have to track him down myself. Um. Yep. Oh, the other thing he says is he's like, but remember, I don't want to see you. So if I can tell that you're coming, I'm going to fucking run. So it's kind of cool. It's like, it's weird because he's his dad. But at the same time, it's kind of cool with like the idea that this show is about hunters. And like his greatest hunt is like tracking down like this 
important person to his his history and where he came from that is going to make it really hard for him to find. So it, it's a good sort of arc quest um, mm-hmm. or like overarching quest to like simmer under the surface of the rest of the show. I like it. It's just a little uh, anticlimactic. Yeah. The The other thing that's going to be inside of this, uh, this chest is um, – it, not a chest, just a little tiny box, is this memory card and this ring. The ring is supposed to be used inside of the game that they're going to find out about. Um, oh, really? And- I don't remember. I couldn't remember what the ring was for. But it they yeah. specifically decide not to use it because it's got these markings on it that they were also on the interior of the box that they opened with Nen and on the string that Wing put onto Gon's finger a little while ago. And both of those things basically self-destructed when men pass through them. So they are kind of leery about using the, the ring right now, right now. So they, yeah. they basically set it aside for the time being. So the memory card though, it, it contains um, uh, a bunch of, it, it's a completed video game. Um, and it is uh, this very specific hunter based video game called greed Island. Greed I Island. Love uh, Greed Island. So is Blake's much. favorite. Um, yeah, it uh, is peak Hunter X Hunter show. It is something also... inside of this world that, like, uh, apparently it's very hard to obtain this version of Greed Island um, uh, or the, any version of Greed expensive. Island. It's super expensive. It's also super expensive, and it's also very hard to find because it's so expensive. People have made a lot of counterfeits of it. Yeah, there are only a hundred copies of this game produced initially, and it's specifically a hunter, a hunting game for hunters. It costs about six billion to buy, which, for for reference, even though hunters are said to make a lot of money and have a lot of capital and be able to basically do everything. If Gon and Killua pool their resources together, they only have eight hundred million. So they have about five billion off. Um, so there, it's crazy expensive. Only a hundred copies were produced. When they do, a, they look online, um, but there's none for sale. They contact the original manufacturer. They have none for sale and don't plan to reproduce it. So they decide to put up a classified ad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the big thing that's going <laughs> to happen you, after you this... You picked it up really well there, Spencer. I'm, I'm sorry. The thing that's going to happen after this is... Uh, I hate this character a lot. We're going we're gonna to hear from... Uh, yeah, he sucks. Uh, Killua's brother. <laughs> Killua's brother is the worst fucking person in the show. His whole deal is that he's fat. That's, yeah. He's, that's it. It's just... A, it's not a fat joke. It's just like... It's sort of like a dim view of fat people. It's kind of uncomfortable if you think about it for yeah. too long. He's just a prick. He's really yeah. he's really he's obnoxious. Um, he's like always eating chips uh, in the loudest way possible. Um, yeah. much much like Choji inside of fucking Naruto. Um, and yeah, uh, well, he literally does a. So I put this in my notes here. Uh, he's like Killua calls him for for help on tracking down Greed Island because the when they put up the classified ad they were just offered counterfeits so they're like well we can't do this my brother knows a lot about this shit so they call him and he's like I'm not gonna help you I'm busy and then he takes a chip and he eats it which is a reference to Death Note just in case you don't know 
which is yeah, one of the shows that has been voted for as a replacement to Cowboy Bebop. Just in case you guys don't remember that that's happening oh soon. God, you're the worst. <laughs> um, anyways, um, so the big thing that like ticks me off the most about him is that he's gonna try to like locate this game and figure out what's going on with it. Um, and he he just is so unhelpful. Um, he like kind of gives uh, Killua and um, uh, Killua and Gon like a, a good lead at it, but. He, he wants to... Doesn't he want to make a copy of the game so that he can ruin it for everybody? Basically, yeah. His mission is to destroy the legend of Greed Island. So it's it's legendary because it's so rare and so unique. You know, like, it's insanely expensive. It, yeah, there like, are so few copies, guy. it's impossible to find. So basically, he, he doesn't say this outright, but the impression that I get is that he wants to reverse engineer a version of Greed Island... So that it becomes demystified and that way it sort of loses its power. You know, he wants to destroy the magic in the world. Yeah, he's fucking the worst. Uh, Man, like all I could think about in this moment was just like, this is the reason. This is the reason that people get so annoyed with this game called Magic the Gathering that we play. Um, Yeah. With (laughs) I don't know if you've heard of it. It's only the oldest and most popular card game in the world. Okay, so the biggest problem with Magic the Gathering right now is that they keep on releasing these sets. And in these new sets, they take these cards that people have spent a lot of time and money trying to invest in these cards because they're just like, oh, we've been told they probably won't get reprinted again. So we're going to, like, uh, spend all of this time, like, uh, you'll, you'll see, you'll see players that have spent, like, 50 cards trying to trade for one card out of like these super old sets so they're super hard to find and then yeah. wizards of the or coast cards that cost hundreds it. or sometimes thousands of dollars yeah and then wizards will just reprint it and just be like oh guess what it's okay because it's going you know all of the price and this is gone this is just like the way that i felt about it in this moment i just get so annoyed with this character because i was like you're ruining this game for all the other people I, I wonder if this is, like, my response to... I, I like people that are collectors um, yeah. more than I like people that are just like, oh, it, you know, it's better that everybody can have a chance to have it all the time. And That's funny, because like, I'm on the other side of the fence with that issue, except uh, for this specific character in this specific instance, because he's a jackass. <laughs> Anyways, there are two sides to this coin. Uh, be aware that some There are two sides really to most coins. Phil Collins has a uh, song about it. Anyways, the end of this episode is gonna uh, is gonna go um, with gone. It sets and us up for our next arc. Which, interestingly enough, they find out about Greed Island, and Greed Island is an arc, but it's not the next one. And I kind of yep. like that. Like the author is playing the long game. He is Chris Claremonting his way through this. He is yeah. setting himself up for way far in the future, and it pays off. It's pretty sweet. Yep. Um, the next art is, uh, arc is going to take place inside of a city at an auction. Um, that's It's called York New City. Which yeah, I don't know where they got that name. <laughs> yeah, it sounds so stupid. Um, the, it, yeah. the York, it makes me think of pigs. It sounds too much like pork. And I think this is also like, isn't that what they call it in um, in that series that Ness is from? I don't know, dude. Isn't that called Mother? 
I've already checked out. Um, anyways, this is it's the video game of the movie from Darren Aronofsky. I'm pretty sure they have the same name. Okay. Anyways, um, so (laughs) we are going to go ahead and step away from this. Uh, Stick with us. uh, Well, I have one last thought about Hunter X Hunter. Oh my god! My last bullet point, and it is that Hunter X Hunter can be really slow at times. These last two episodes were slow. They're not as good as the episodes that are a little bit more fast-paced and a little bit more plot-heavy. But what i got to say is they put a lot of work into the characters, and they do a good job with the characters. They're believable, they're interesting, they're likable, and the show stays engaging even when it's slow. Um, That, in my opinion, will start to change as the show ages. But right now the show's good even when it's slow, which is not something that can be said for other competing shows. I mean, I guess that's true. Yeah. Anyways, so we are going to uh, go ahead and uh, leave this uh, these episodes and stick with us after the credits so that we can talk about the next episode. Oh. Blake and Spencer Get Jumped is made by Forever Summer Productions. With sound editing done by Rashad English of Plain English Productions. These are level five sound wizards. Our podcast is ad-free, and we want to keep it that way. If you want to keep it that way, too, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Patreon members get exclusive member content and unlock group perks. Follow us on Twitter at BNS Get Jumped. Like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Blake and Spencer Get Jumped. Or talk to us on Reddit at Reddit.com slash R slash Get Jumped. If you like the show, please like, subscribe, and leave a review. Reviews help us chart on iTunes. And remember, new episodes come out every Sunday on your favorite podcast platform. I feel like the, we should just be like, next time on Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, and then just have like Rashad put in like a funeral, like chapel bells that are sad, or or like, I don't know some sort of Latin song sung by a choir. Okay, Rashad, this is what we want you to do. Did you hear, Blake? Please <laughs> yeah, do that. Very clear instructions. <laughs> can can we just, like, it, it, the... You know, the song that um, they play at funerals. That song. You know. <laughs> actually, can you do... Oh, my God, this is better. Can you just Are you talking do, to like, me the, or are you talking the, to Rashad? I'm talking to Rashad right now because he's oh, listening. Okay. Um, I'm going to stop paying attention. Uh, can you just play, like, the outro from Cowboy Bebop? <laughs> the, like, the... What was you it? You know what I'm talking about? What's it like? <laughs> <laughs> and then she sings in Japanese. I'm stopping He's just going to fucking play what we've done. <laughs>